I'm Ashling Keenan and you're listening to Every Mum the Podcast, now in its 12th season and supported by Water Wipes, the number one baby wipe brand in Ireland, made with simply two ingredients and nothing else. When I had my daughter, I wanted something I could trust to use on her skin and Water Wipes were, and still are, the one. I once made the mistake of trying a different brand never again. I did not realise just how much of a difference there could be between two fairly similar brands, but it was huge. My daughter is now two and a half and I panic if I don't have at least one pack of water wipes within line of sight. With that in mind, I'm happy to say this season is supported by that most essential of products for every mum, water wipes. Winners of seven National Parenting Product Awards 2023, including Best Baby Wipes and Best Baby Skincare Essential, they are ideal for delicate newborn skin. Together, we are committed to providing more support for parents with trusted products and this podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Every Mum, the podcast. I am Ashton Keenan, your host. And we're flying into season 12 here in the lead up to Christmas. I don't know if it's acceptable to talk about Christmas, but here we are. Today's guest is influencer and first time mom, Siobhan O'Hagan. In her previous life as a fitness influencer, Siobhan's goals and values were always crystal clear. She enjoyed the freedom that came with her life moving from Bali to Thailand to London and back to Ireland. She was vocal about her choice not to have children as well and for a long time that completely aligned with her value system until one day it didn't anymore. She had what she calls an existential crisis and after becoming pregnant last year she decided to embrace the curveball that life threw her. She is now happily co-parenting a gorgeous baby girl with her daughter's dad and although they're not in a relationship they are winging it the exact same amount as any new parent. What I've always admired about Siobhan was her fearlessness in doing things completely her own way and her journey into motherhood has been no different. I loved this chat so I hope you will too. Siobhan O'Hagan, I feel like <laughs> this is probably going to sound creepy, but I feel like we're closer friends than we actually are sometimes because <laughs> I just because we're from right, we're from the same area and like we know a lot of the same people and you know yeah, you we went kind to DCU of you as well didn't you and I went to DCU yeah. yeah and we kind of started in our like online lives around the same time yeah. and blah, blah, blah. so we've kind of like had little bits of parallel um past in, in completely different arenas to be fair because I've never been a fitness influencer like you once were um how are you how are you getting on I'm great yeah actually it's funny that you say once were because that's well I don't feel like I'm a fitness influencer anymore well mm. I don't know it's so hard to that's probably a conversation for another day but um, yeah you know I used to be that hashtag fitness hashtag Irish yeah, fit yeah. fam you know pictures of my abs and like transformation photos and even now like I still do online coaching fitness and nutrition yeah. and everything but my pay like my Instagram is more about my life and I think it's become even more obvious these days since I've had a baby because 
Mm. You know, I'm I'm really just living this moment and relating to people and chatting about it. And it wasn't obviously a conscious, you know, I'm not like, okay, now I'm a I'm a mum page or anything like that. It was yeah. just I just I just realized that I share my life and people I don't know I don't think they enjoy watching it, but they're watching it either way. When you think of like a tip, this is what I mean, because obviously like you still have the fitness furnace and you've still all your, you know, you're still super into like your jujitsu and all those kind of bits. So in a way you are influencing in the fitness realm, but like you've gone from, like you said, someone with transformation pictures and, and someone with like, you know, advice on nutrition and stuff to more just focused on how to live an authentic life. And I mean that genuinely because there's nothing more authentic, I think, than how you have approached everything that you've done in the last few years in particular, in terms of like, like, you know, moving away so that you could you know find like your your kind of pillars in terms of like happiness and contentment and um freedom when I remember was one of them like to me that is what you're influencing now if you know what I mean yeah do you feel like that you. yeah like and, and especially with fitness like I like to show that I mean I I try and say you know like I'm just a normal person and fitness is a big part of my lifestyle so yeah you will see a lot of fitness on my page because it's yeah. just a part of my life it's not this phase I'm going through or mm-hmm. um and, and I think before when I was doing all those you know bikini competitions and you know just focused on getting as lean as possible it was almost like I was just trying to impress other fitness accounts it was like oh look at my protein oats and all this whereas now I think I actually have a probably a better reach supposed to more quote-unquote normal women and show them that you know you can live a life you can still have a social life you can still I don't know raise a baby all these things and incorporate fitness into your life and incorporate a healthy diet you know healthy dieting because I see I think maybe people who don't follow any fitness pages, maybe they think that dieting has to be extreme, has to be unhappy. You know, you have to cut out all your social life and everything. So if anything, I try and just show my life and then I don't make a big deal out of my body or anything. And I very consciously didn't want to do that, like postpartum as well. But, you know, just showing what I'm up to. And, you know, if they see the healthy outcomes, you know, in myself, you know, like obviously it's harder now, but I'm just showing that I'm making the effort to do these kind of things and, hopefully it inspires I'm not even know if that's the right word but inspires other people to obviously look after themselves and not just because of what they look like now it's you know I'm all about the, the long-term health I've, yeah. I've gotten older basically and realized you know we need to look after ourselves in the long run it's not <laughs> doesn't doesn't matter about abs anymore yeah haven't we all <laughs> um <laughs> but I think like and this is kind of something that struck me particularly now that you're you're a mother and that kind of thing like you for for the longest time you struck me as someone who is really crystal clear about their um like your priorities and what you considered important to you and what way you wanted to structure your life and you just like without fear just went in pursuit of that and it like it was it was amazing to watch um and in a way there were like those times I was like oh I can't believe I'm tied to this country you know (laughs) but like at the same time you were just so so real with it. It, it like I just found it fascinating to watch and one of the main things that I thought I was I and I've said this to you before on like Instagram and stuff like one of the main things I always admired about you was how how kind of sure and honest and um not not even sure but probably honest you were about how you didn't think having a family as in having children was going to be for you and how you were fine with that and like there's there's so many people asking me because 
after I got married, you know, that stupid thing of people being like, oh, the babies will be next. And I was nowhere. Well, I got married and I, I didn't get pregnant for like four and a half years or something. And in that time, so many people were like, oh, when's this going to happen? When's that going to happen? And it was very difficult to shut down the people that for whom that was none of their business. So from my perspective, seeing you go from someone who was so like, I'm not having children, that's not really what's in my plan to then becoming a mother that that journey fascinates me so I'd love thank you for you to just talk me through like how that how that even came about and how you got from one end of that to the other yeah well it's all about being very clear on your values and then and when you have those values you have to sacrifice things and it's funny that you say that you know you're tied to this country I'm thinking I'm like look at you in your lovely house that you own whereas I'm running between rent rental property and rental property but I don't get frustrated by that because I know these are decisions I made based off my values of freedom and happiness and that I knew I had friends that were choosing more security and that's fine. You know, I like as long as mm-hmm. we're not getting, you know, as long as you're not sitting at home going, why haven't I traveling? And, you know, it's like, no, this is something I've accepted. It's, it's even something I teach with coaching, you know, like it's like you just have to practice, practice acceptance around things that you cannot change. And unless, unless you do want to make a change and obviously just having the courage to do it. But mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I, I always say I was talking about this existential crisis I had last April where I I suppose I was like, what if my values are holding me back from having other life experiences? I think I was like, what is the meaning of life? And, you know, after, you know, because I'd achieved all these things I worked hard for, you know, this freedom, this happiness, this I'm living on the beach in Bali and um, I could do whatever I want. I was training all the time. I was, you know, basically I had everything that I needed. And then it's kind of, well, what's next? And I was like, well, I don't know. Like, I, I wasn't ambitious to, like, build more business. I wasn't, you know, I just, and then I looked at this family on the beach and I was like, uh-oh, what if, what if I, <laughs> my values have meant that I've missed out on the meaning? I was like, what if that's the meaning of life? Mm. Yeah, that, I then kind of was like, okay, I actually think, I didn't really say it out loud. I kind of I decided to leave Bali and move back. To, I moved to London with this idea of like just kind of settling down or just like a bit more structure in my life as well is what I really oh. wanted. Like even when it, when it came to my business, I was like, I'd rather feel like I'm working on something, like feel more purpose in my day. And Bali just wasn't serving that because I was, you know, you're like, oh, today's the day I'm going to sit on my laptop all day. And someone's like, I'm at the pool. And I'm like, okay, I'm there in a sec. Yeah, and yeah. whereas in London, it was more work hard fan party hard um, and 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 jiu-jitsu was a big part of my life and I kind of realized what I loved about jiu-jitsu was the absolute struggle with it and the progression and that day-to-day doing something that's hard and enjoying it and feeling challenged and I was like I need to apply that to my life a bit more rather than doing the bare minimum just so that I can enjoy it you know like there's mm-hmm. that like life needs to have more challenge and more mm-hmm. purpose um yeah. now or you could just say, or else I got a bit older and realized I wanted to have a baby. <laughs> but <laughs> looking back, I'm like, was it what? It's all circumstantial as well. You know, like it, having yeah. a baby didn't suit my lifestyle when I was living in on the beach in Bali away from my family. Mm-hmm. Um so then when I realized I was pregnant last year, I was like, oh my God, did I manifest? Um yeah. but also I actually was like, do you know what? And we were both like, this wasn't part of the plan, but we're both like, I we both really want to be parents. And we're like, obviously it's not most ideal situation but mm-hmm. um we we're like let's let's give it a go and to be honest like it's crazy looking back now like 
like, especially now that I have her. And the fact that I ever even doubted that I'd be able to do it or that it was the right thing for me or that or that I didn't want kids ever. I'm yeah. like, but yeah. the thing is, I still, if anyone, I was going to say, if anyone's listening that doesn't want kids, they're probably not listening to every mum podcast. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> you never know. But I do still really respect, I, I like, I'm not going to go around to people, because people used to always say that to me, it's like, oh, you'll change your mind. You'll change your mind. And I mm-hmm. think, I just think in the society that we live in, that there still has to be a lot of space for women who don't want kids. Like, I think, I still, I still think if I had decided I still want that lifestyle, it just wouldn't have worked. And, or I have friends, you know, with careers that are really important to them and it just won't fit in their life. Or, you know, and I think we have to respect that and not say, oh, you'll change your mind or it's a natural thing for women or anything like that. I think there, I think you can genuinely enjoy your life and not have kids. Um, I'm kind of glad that, I, I think even the timing for me as well, you know, like I'm so glad I lived this life up until like 34 and now I'm 35 and I'm settling down. And I think, again, it's practically acceptance around this like I'm looking back at time off of this day two years ago I'm flying business class and two the year before that I was just watching the sunset in Bali but like and I'm now I'm stuck in traffic you know getting to the tunnel but again it, it, there's no resistance to it it's no frustration it's like I accept I chose this life now and it's different but it's a different it's good in a different way you know like it's a quite a simple life but I'm I'm really happy This podcast is just one way that every mum supports you. Another amazing way is our free gift bag, packed full of essentials for you and baby, including free samples of water wipes, the number one baby wipe in Ireland. To receive yours, register now on everymum.ie. There's a free gift bag there waiting for every mum. Yeah, and it's it's very apparent that you're really happy. Like, you know, I I watch stories on Instagram and I'm I'm just like, Obviously, I, I'm aware that there's no parent or, or mother in particular alive that isn't facing challenges with their newborns and with their babies and toddlers and children and teens and whatever. But like you, so I know that that there are struggles happening behind the scenes, but like from what I can tell, you genuinely seem to have taken to parenthood incredibly well. And like on the subject of challenges I um and like having your life needing to be challenging for it to feel more worthwhile or something, um, a guy that I train with actually in the gym and um, he's my, my coach I suppose and he always says that the guy I train with <laughs> well my coach. yeah he's my he is my coach but like we also we have you know we did we did high rocks there recently together and all that kind of crap but anyway <laughs> he uh he he always says that he's always like your life you know there's nothing you're you're not going to value everything that you have if everything is just easy peasy and it just comes easily to you or you know challenge challenge makes you like in a way and I mean I don't know whether he's just saying that because he absolutely kills us in class (laughs) or what but like but you know and he that's why like that's why I did high rocks and the the sense of accomplishment that I got from that was incredible you know and and it's the same in life as opposed to just in the gym or whatever so have you found since you since you became a parent and actually when you were pregnant how much of a challenge was was being pregnant for you because you know it's not easy for everyone not everyone enjoys it um and did you find you know were you finding yourself getting frustrated that you couldn't train or frustrated that you couldn't do certain things or how how was that kind of first period of change into parenthood for you yeah like the first trimester I thought probably was the most difficult because I had to just quit jiu-jitsu quit Muay Thai um 
and just go started going just going to the gym and doing weights which you know I've been doing that for years I was like I yeah. don't want to go back to just doing this um but I, I had in the back of my head I was like we I was in the middle of it was literally January and it was bleak and I had to walk to this gym and I just re- I really found it difficult and I really wasn't enjoying it it was like I was there and I was like I don't even want to be here and I had to really I think I only went like only three times a week but I had plenty of time but it was just so hard to get myself to go because I just wasn't enjoying it um but then in the second trimester had a bit more energy and started doing a bit more like CrossFit style workouts when I was in London and then when I eventually moved back to Dublin I went back to Perpetua and started doing CrossFit so it's weird it's like I started training harder well I suppose yeah and most people would take it easy in the first trimester if you're not feeling well or whatever but I was fine um and then, yes, yeah, so I once I started doing kind of higher intensity workouts, I felt so much better. Uh, but and then, well, long story short, then third trimester comes along and you're heavy and you're just mm. like walking because I love my walks like I, 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 up and down the canal all the time. And then when it came to third trimester, it was, you know, walking was even walking the five minutes to the gym was mm-hmm. so, it's weird. I found that really difficult. But then I could go in and do CrossFit and then like waddle home again. Uh, yeah. Obviously, when I say CrossFit, everything was scaled right back to what I yeah, could yeah, do and what I couldn't. Yeah. But um, I, I thought I still, I did enjoy challenge myself, and I, I, I kept it up because I knew I'd feel good. Some of the days, I, I, to be honest, most days I wanted to go. I, I wasn't doing anything else, you know. Like I was actually, yeah, I yeah. found pregnancy really boring because mm-hmm. I was kind of in that middle ground between friends that had kids and friends that were going out, um, and didn't want to take on much more work because I you know didn't know what way I'd be mm-hmm. uh, so I was kind of just like I was it looked like on Instagram that I was so active but I was just doing that hour and then I was horizontal with Vanderpump Rules <laughs> the rest of the day um but I did find it really difficult just being like not fully fit or strong mm-hmm. or like yeah. and not with training but I just mean day-to-day life you know like feeling, yeah. feeling like I needed help to do everything mm-hmm. um even just you know not being able to walk and yeah I I, I kind of was glad to know it was coming it would be coming to an end like I just could not wait to be able to go for a walk with the pram and not yeah. be in pain yeah. um so yeah I found pregnancy challenge even though sorry, I had a, a good pregnancy like I didn't even mm. have any big issues and I still found it I thought it mentally challenging and and physically challenging towards the end mm-hmm. um yeah I think some people said they love being pregnant I don't think I did no no even though I, I didn't have any issues <laughs> yeah no I well I well I geez I had um if they give you a list of issues that you could potentially have, I had all of them and I okay. absolutely hate, I did, I really did. I was just really unlucky. I think, um, I really hated every day of pregnancy and that's, that's definitely not something that's shared enough. And the fact, I like the fact that you're saying like, even though you had what would be considered a good pregnancy, you still were like, I want this to kind of just wrap up pretty quickly and yeah, have the yeah. baby. Yeah. Cause like, <laughs> it's not like, you're right. It's, you know, your body is, is taken over by this thing and it's it, the focus isn't you anymore it's this like little tenant that you've got and well that's a good thing and it's obviously like uh, uh, I don't know an honor I suppose to grow a baby but like yeah. it, you're not you're not you anymore you know I like I found that as well I like needing physical help for things or not being able to do things or you know it just it gets a bit yeah born after a while I kept looking back at videos of me doing jiu-jitsu and my thigh it was like reeling in the years on my Instagram stories and I was like this day last year look what I was doing you know I was yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and again I was trying to appreciate you know like life is you know it's a contrast like I wasn't sitting there miserable or anything you know like I was just like appreciating what, just looking back and like oh my god I used to wrestle men in the mornings and now I can't <laughs> walk downstairs um 
I'm slowly getting back to it, but uh, yeah. I guess, yeah, yeah. I, it's, yeah, I, I, I don't like, I think I'm used to feeling really fit and strong, capable, and mm-hmm. so I felt really incapable. Incapable? Incapable, yeah. Yeah, incapable. I was exact same. Yeah. And another thing, actually, that we have in common, uh, I don't know if you know this, but you, I know you were pregnant at the same time as your sister. And yeah. I was, I was pregnant at the same time as my sister. Ah. So we had our babies uh, 13 or 14 weeks apart. So they're like super close in it. How, how close are, are eight, your babies? Eight weeks, eight weeks between, eight weeks, so. between Mia and Kyla. Yeah. Uh, she's so eight like, weeks older. Yeah. So, so cute like that. Um, They obviously have their little pals, built in yeah. pals for life and that kind of thing. I know. The only problem is Mia lives in Portugal. Which yeah, just means we'll have to visit all the time. But yeah, they're and they're coming home. They come home a lot. Yeah. <laughs> You'll have to go to Portugal all the time. Um, but how was that? Because I, my sister had a really um easy pregnancy. She just like she used to forget she was pregnant all the time. Yeah. And I was going through hell. So how was your sister's compared to yours? Yeah, she was the same. She, or as in she was she was pretty good. Um like when she announced she was pregnant, I was like, oh, God, I'll move over next summer and help you with, with the baby. And then I was joking, going, actually, sure, what help would I be? I wouldn't know what I'm doing. And then a couple of weeks later, it was like, it's just hot. <laughs> um, but it was so handy just having, because I thought I, I had done it then, a bit of research around pregnancy, pregnancy because she was pregnant. So even, like, I suppose I, I then knew what to eat even when I first realised, because yeah. I had gone through the whole list of everything with her. And I was like, okay, anything that tastes nice is off. The me- off, <laughs> off. Um, but yeah, so then she was always a couple of weeks. She was only, there, was only, there was only about six weeks in between uh, all along. And she okay. had a really good pregnancy as well. Like, she wasn't sick at all. Right. I remember then when I was really sick here one day, and she was like, oh, looks like we're going to have different genders then. Because they say, you know, if you have morning sickness. Yeah gonna be a boy I can't imagine oh, all these old wives tales yeah. didn't work yeah. anyway because we both are girls um, <laughs> and then yeah the whole way up she had a really good pregnancy yeah then just at the end um she ended up with just preeclampsia and had to have a c-section early mm-hmm. two weeks early mm-hmm. and then I went 10 days over so there's yeah eight weeks exactly okay. between them um okay. but Nia's thriving now as well like she was small yeah. when she was born and now she's she's gas like so, it's, we had them in Portugal together and mm-hmm. there was such different little characters but, and, but Kyla's huge like Kyla's growing really fast and they nearly they look around the same age except Nia's got that little bit more I don't know awareness but those eight weeks awareness difference yeah. is going to shrink you know as they get oh, older yeah. they're going to be yeah. just like the same age 100% like um my sister had a boy and Finley and Lydia are like there, you wouldn't you wouldn't ever be able to tell that there's an age gap at all they're exactly the same like size generally and like have the same amount of words and you know they're they're just the best pals and it's so cute and also yeah. it takes the pressure off I don't know if you feel this but because like she kind of has a built-in sibling ish it kind of takes yeah. the pressure off me <laughs> to have another baby <laughs> like even yeah. from like yeah my parents perspective as well they're not like when's the next grandchild they're just like oh we have two this is great we've won a week like do you yeah. are you like yeah like they had um or like my parents were on like they thought I was a lost cause <laughs> they were never gonna get a grandkid <laughs> and then like the joy when when Roisin was pregnant and then so when I found out it was funny actually the next day I, I had just done the test and my dad was in London the next day and I was like I, I can't tell him yet and we sat down and he just talked about how excited he was for Roisin's next life that's just starting and he oh. was like when he's like when because I was the, I was the oldest and he was like when you came along our lives changed forever he was like having a baby just changes your life for the better and I'm sitting there like oh my god <laughs> like 
and then like a few days later um we told them and he just they're just so happy like they he was like it's like London buses still you're waiting for years and the two of them go at once <laughs> um but yeah it's amazing and just seeing the way they they do anything for them like I literally just walked into yeah, the house yeah. there and they were like no baby like they literally don't even care yeah. about me anymore no but they are so they'll do anything for for the grandkids and it's it's yeah. it's hard that Nia's in Portugal but um Obviously, it, it's kind of made a little bit easier by having another grandchild here. Um, yeah, yeah. And then it's just like, you're so excited for Christmas and even just next weekend, she's coming home and we're just, yeah, we're just everything just so much more special yeah. now. Yeah, it is, that is. It does make everything really, like it adds an extra layer of just like magic or something. And like that your dad like you were saying they, that they just do anything for grandchildren. My My parents are like that as well. Like I actually... I don't even think they see me anymore. You know, like we'll arrive <laughs> to the door of the house and it's like, they just look down and Lydia, oh my goodness. Yeah. And, and hugs and kisses. And like, they don't even, like I could just leave. Like I could literally just yeah. walk to the other end of the garden. Like they don't I care. Came to the, house. the other day, my mom opened the door. It's like, where's my baby? I was like, I'm here. <laughs> and Kyla's with me. <laughs> yeah, no, they don't care about us anymore. We're all news. Um, so yeah, what was it like telling your parents and were they as taken aback, I suppose, as you might have been when you when you realised you're pregnant? Like, Because obviously, like you said, they weren't expecting it. They thought you were lost cause. <laughs> I mean, like, I don't know if it was me thinking I was a teenage pregnancy or something. I thought I was going to get trouble. <laughs> um, but they, um, I couldn't believe, I, see, I, I had originally planned to come home and tell them, but mm-hmm. they, I was in London and mm-hmm. then my mom had COVID and I was like, oh, I can't stay in the house if I'm oh, pregnant. No. Yeah. Um, so I FaceTimed them to tell them and they like they didn't they didn't even go what like they were literally just joy even like especially my dad because I started with like conversation we had last week trying to ease him in and he literally yeah, just yeah, like yeah. hit the roof he was just delighted yeah so oh. I ended up telling everyone so early because my mm. sister was telling everyone then I was just like yeah. me too <laughs> yeah. and I'm like you don't tell anyone so and yeah it was the worst yeah, kept yeah. secret um but you know what like that whole thing of you know telling people at after the 12 week mark I kind of feel like the like that that the time in the sun for that idea has kind of passed because like you know there are people there are friends of mine who have had um miscarriages quite early and stuff and they they didn't yeah. tell anyone that they were pregnant and it was really hard for them because this is it like I, I and I don't understand I I understand maybe in times gone by why you know you wouldn't you wouldn't tell anyone in case something happened and then but but there's no shame in having a miscarriage yeah. anymore there's no you know like back in yeah. the day there might have been like a, you did something wrong and you lost your baby and god is not happy or whatever the you know mm. but now like there's no there's no shame in it and so like if anything you know, like i wanted to tell anyone like if any, if anything happened there'd be those pe- people that i would that i'd want to know would want that to know thing happened to me you know yeah um yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 find that, yeah I, I find that really like I don't know, I don't know what the difference is between telling so, and like some people keep it to themselves. Like, I know friends yeah, who just kept yeah. it like literally, and then the baby pop, pops up on Instagram, and that's yeah. just not me, like, I'm an oversharer. So, yeah, I know some people just want to you know keep it to themselves, and it's really nice yeah. time, you know, to just but yeah, not me. Um, mm, I was no. dying 12 weeks, so I was like, boom, tell everyone. Yeah, I couldn't wait to tell people. Now, I, I kept it off the internet for a while, but I uh I told like my family and friends pretty early on because I just yeah I just couldn't keep it and I was so excited and you know I launched my podcast with it I just remembered <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> what, what a way to go 
Yeah. <laughs> Spotify got on to me being like, what's going on? We've never seen the numbers so high for a first episode. And I was like, no. they were looking, they were looking for tips off me to give to other creators. And I was like, oh, it's I announced a pregnancy. And they were like, oh, right, okay, that one. Okay. <laughs> I can't share that so, too. Other creators, if you want to uh, you know, get really high numbers, just get knocked up. It'll be great. Um <laughs> gas. And yeah, so so how old is Kyla now? She'll be 12 weeks tomorrow. Oh my god, she's still only 12 weeks. Oh, for some reason I had I had it, yeah, I had it in my head that she was a little bit older. So you are still in the like fourth trimester, as they call it. You're still really early, early days, like yeah, but I feel like she's growing so fast and yeah things are getting back to normal really fast like I yeah. actually thought that fourth trimester was going to be a lot more I don't know I think I thought I'd be a lot more cocooned or something myself but I think yeah, I've just yeah. been I liked getting out and about and, and yeah. seeing people and yeah um and then in terms of my body like I was able to get back to training like I recovered well and and I, I don't even know what the, how the right way to say because I said the other day I had a good baby and and someone wrote to me and was like there are no bad babies yeah, um, yeah but I think the fact that she sleeps well that yeah. and she's really sturdy like she's really sitting up and I'm like are you am I, <laughs> I her. I'm like I thought this is what you were going to be like like four or five months not two yeah. so yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know yeah it's going really fast but then I'm like god she's only two and a half months yeah no nearly three I suppose we can say yeah. on 24th but yeah. um yeah it's gone it's going by really fast and I know everyone says that and I see everyone's posts yeah, yeah. like on their first birthdays and all I'm like no I don't want to I don't, I'm like I wanted to I was but just that, looking back at newborn photos today I'm like oh that says a lot though because like it's it, it I think it means that you must be having a, a relatively good time of it because for me those first three months I, I actually couldn't wait to get through them I was just like I just want her to be older so I like because the hormonal fluctuations were horrific and it was just such a scary time I found did you have any of that or from the get-go were you kind of like prepared no and... I, I was really waiting for this big hormonal drop like, yeah um, yeah and you know, I know you had everyone on like warning I'm like if yes. whatever I say the next but I, I didn't really get it it sounds like okay. oh my god everything's fine but no no but it's so different and then at one stage everybody. I did I, I sat on one, one of the first few days I was like I picked her up and was singing Dermot Kennedy and burst into tears and I was like okay maybe that's it but um <laughs> that was pretty much the extent of it like I hadn't yeah yeah, it, yeah I hate saying that I'm like it actually just went well I was breastfeeding and no, like some of the nights were hard good. you know like yeah yeah your body's in bits and you're trying to move around with newborn and nipples are cracked and yeah you're just screaming you can't feed her you know like there were a few nights like that but I think she settled really fast and we got kind of into a good routine mm-hmm. um yeah so I don't know I mean and oh yeah, yeah went that's, well but, first. but that's good because like I'm sure anyone who's listened to the podcast before will know that I had a real like I remember I remember specifically with the 18 she was 18 days old and, and I remember saying to my husband um oh my god it's one o'clock and I haven't cried yet and like <gasps> that was that was huge news like that was like big news so I like that you're saying that it didn't happen that way for you and that you had it a bit easier because for anyone that's listening who's pregnant or who's on their second pregnancy or whatever it might you know it might be okay it might not happen that way yeah I think I I, I didn't hear enough stories like that I suppose I was terrified like yeah and I thought, even when Dara started going back to work, I was like, 
work and then like then got to the stage where we're like just sitting there looking at each other and I'm like you really don't need to be here all the time <laughs> just um, go back just go <laughs> yeah so and then same with myself like if for after I was like mm. I'm bored I'm gonna start working again um now that might have been a mistake because now she's awake all the time as in like yes. during the day and she yes. just needs to be entertained and yeah, I'm yeah, singing yeah. and dancing and like work is taking gone, gone back a bit but mm-hmm. um but yeah, I think I, I, I didn't think I would enjoy it so much. Like, I, I think I was, I heard, you know, a lot of stories where it was hell, you know, yeah, and yeah. they were like, you know, make sure no one comes visit you. You know, like that's, you know, people were talking about, whereas I was like, come on in or like, let's go. Yeah. I, I was, as soon as I got home from the hospital, I was like, do you think I can go to 3FE in the morning? Like, I just wanted yeah. to get out and about with the pram. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. No, we didn't go the next morning, but I did go like the morning after that. Um, and like people were like, and oh, did you? Did she? <laughs> Did, and did, you were like oh she's 15 minutes old I just came out of the rotunda um did you deliver her vaginally because I like I know obviously c-section recoveries are a lot different yeah yeah it was okay grand actually yeah yeah I, um, I, I, I hate saying vaginally but yeah. sometimes and then I was sometimes gonna say people natural, say naturally like, yeah yeah, but but then, yeah yeah you don't like to then say a c-section is unnatural yeah that, yeah totally and a lot of people said that to me they were like just say vaginally vaginally Two people, two questions that people were asking me was, did you deliver her naturally? And I was like, yes, but by cesarean section. And then the other one was, and are you feeding her? And I was like, well, obviously <laughs> I am because she's still alive. But like they meant, they obviously yeah. breastfeeding. So your your breastfeeding journey went okay. Like obviously there was a couple of hiccups, but it generally yeah, panned out. Right. Yeah, like I couldn't believe when she came out and just latched on. I was like, how does she know what to, how to do that? Like, and because I've done like all the research, I was thought I was yeah. ready to like, it to be really difficult um and like, to be fair yeah I said she lashed well but then I went up to the postnatal ward and I just didn't know what I was doing and it was only this one midwife who had who had brought me up it's only that I had said to her I don't know I can't really get it and she was like I really have to go back down but let me just show you real quick and she I don't know what she did like just position wise and I was like oh I've got it um but I don't think if she hadn't done that I don't think there was enough support outside of that like I heard other women on the ward and I don't know if they I just don't think they were getting as much as much help as they needed um yeah so then I I kept breastfeeding I stopped around six weeks so the problem is I started pumping mm-hmm. not the problem but it was just because I just wanted to make she was very hungry and I wanted to pump yeah. to make sure I was kind of giving her good feed at once and like that's why yeah. I was confused if she was actually sometimes you know you felt empty and then and I was like do I have anything left I don't know so I was like if I yeah. start using if I start pumping Perhaps then down to Peter as well. Um, yeah. But I just started finding, and then one night I gave her one formula bottle. We had like this backup box of formula and one night I couldn't settle her. And I was like, I remember the more like it's like 4 a.m. I'm dancing around the kitchen because I had her in a sling. And I was, I was like reading the side of the bottle and I was like, wait half an hour after the kettle boils. And I was like, half an hour, we're screaming, baby. Yeah. Anyway, eventually I gave it. Oh no, actually she fell asleep, and then I think I then gave her another one. Anyway, and I, she slept for a while, and I was like, right, warming is handy. Um, <laughs> but then I kept up. Obviously, but the benefits of breast milk. Because like I'm not yeah. going to keep breastfeeding and keep the breast milk as much as I can, but I'm going to pump because I know that if I give her a good amount, she'll sleep. Um, but what then started happening was just the amount of work involved in pumping, especially when I was mostly on my own, like pumping. I had a, 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 a pump I borrowed off a friend and it was one of those ones you basically have to hold the two hands there and like yeah. when you're on your own with a newborn 
yeah it's not feasible um yeah. then I borrowed my another friend's one I was like I'm gonna buy one and we just friends were giving me them um a hands-free one and that was much better because then at least I could literally do bits in the house but I felt it really I couldn't really hold her and feed her a bottle oh, and yeah. pump uh, and obviously it's not I mean it would be more natural if you just fed her directly but it was like I had to repl- I, I kind of like to time it like that because I like to replace what I was giving her so I could keep the supply up yeah anyway I just kind of I was going mad then just you know if one minute I'd be like oh god it's the I'd have to wash the pump and sterilize it and everything before and then she need to feed again and it was just becoming too much uh, and I was looking at um friends and family and I was like I wasn't grass-fed I was like look at me I'm grand <laughs> you know <laughs> looking at my brother he's like a super genius I was like he wasn't grass-fed he's fine yeah. so anyway I just kind of like had this decision I was like look you have to like for me to actually do anything or to even yeah. just to make sure that she's fed regularly I was like I need to to imp- in, implement more formula so I started doing more bottles and eventually I was like right I'm yeah. done here and yeah that's what works for us like so yeah. it, um even then it was handy then we were in Portugal and it was just easy like we're both we were both able to feed her I was able to have a drink yeah. or a few and yeah. not worry about <laughs> pumping and dumping yeah. um and yeah so and she's thriving yeah. thriving yeah I, mean, I, keep saying, what, I think like, she's very advanced even though I'm not comparing her to anything <laughs> oh no no I'm sure she is because I I, I remember saying that when Lydia was small as well she's I, very she's, advanced very I, advanced. I remember saying she's very advanced for a one day old and <laughs> I was like you can't say that to people I'm like, I'm just like she is <laughs> <laughs> every mother thinks that about their children I'm certain of it but um I don't think whatever way you feed your child they're going to be you know it their their level of being advanced is not going to be that heavily influenced by I know I know like, fed, I, I, you know I, and I think there needs to be more like almost people were like oh fair play to you for saying that you're formula feeding and I'm like mm. you know we need because I think a lot of people can't breastfeed and they have this I know I have a friend who had a lot of guilt around not being able to breastfeed and yeah. I was like it's fine again at the time I was like I wasn't breastfed look at me um, but you know I was like but I feel I don't know like all the posts online you know on breastfeeding week and all this yeah I just don't think they're beneficial for the women in the majority because mm-hmm. I don't know it's just my opinion is like I mean, it's great that you, and it is great to celebrate that you can do it but the, mm. you know I wouldn't be going I don't know I just wouldn't be like I, it's going really well for me I don't know I don't know I just think yeah. it kind of shames yeah. mothers like, I think we need to talk about more people that are used formula like I had yeah. another friend recently who um like she was pregnant and I was saying it's not about breastfeeding she's like all right well I'm actually I'm actually going to formula feed and I was like all right fair play to you like it's not a, it, it doesn't have to be but I think it, it I don't like to downplay the benefits of breastfeeding. Like, there's a lot of, course, yeah. of benefits. So I'm not. It's yeah. just the mother's mental but, health. But we don't. Into we don't need to. That's exactly it. We don't like. We shouldn't. We shouldn't look down at or or put one on a pedestal over the other because both are are valid and and valuable and, you know, good for a child. And that's the thing. Like, a lot of people can't medically for whatever reason can't yeah. breastfeed. And then also, totally right. Mother's mental health is, I think more important for a child's wellness at yeah. that age than what's 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 going into their bodies like I mean they're 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 getting nourished one way or the other whether it's by formula or whether it's by breastfeeding and like if you are because I, I I mean I'm sure you know people as well like there are some people for for whom like breastfeeding is like next to torture like it's painful and it's mm. t- it's difficult and they 
they get mastitis and they're ill and they're not, you know, and it's, it can be really challenging. And there is a lot of shame now around saying that you've chosen to formula feed. Like there is, and yeah. it's so weird. Um, so I think there needs to be support for both and, and voices for both and an ability to just be completely neutral about it in the same way that like body neutrality is, is yeah. becoming more important now. Like feeding your child neutrality should also be, you know um so I I want to ask about your co-parenting setup because you and Kyla's dad aren't together and I am fascinated to know how that works for you guys and the like literally the logistics of it um so talk to me about how that came came about and at what point did you decide that it was going to be co-parenting rather than uh like a relationship and parenting so it kind of naturally happened during the pregnancy so we kind of were like look let's be put Kyla first like well obviously yeah. you didn't know what it was then, but we were yeah yeah, what you know, like, yeah 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 we're like there's no point in forcing something and we both just really wanted the baby and mm-hmm. um yeah so like we just I don't know like it, 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 it was such a different situation we didn't know what we were doing compared to everyone else um mm-hmm. And but I have to say, like as soon as like he was there for the birth, he was there as soon as like every really every day. I'm pretty pretty sure. So because we're both self-employed or he's self-employed anyway, um, he's able to like he does the morning classes and then comes in for the day and then I'll go home in the evening. Um, if I need him to stay, if I want to go out, he'll stay and mm-hmm. we'll put the cot in the other room and mm-hmm. um, like we just yeah we're just like two friends raising a baby. Um, so it's re- like is- we just. Like that's that's fascinating to me because and in a way, like in a way, it sounds easier. Does that make sense? Like Yeah, yeah. Like to be honest, I've heard of I've heard of situations and you know, I'm like, oh God, I've actually got a better situation here. Um, yeah, yeah. Than people than some people I know. Yeah. Um and yeah, so it's 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 great. Like it's obviously it was really annoying with Instagram, like everyone trying to figure out what was going on, all this. So I just, yeah, yeah, just yeah, yeah. I put it up, I was like, yeah. Like someone asked a question about it, and I was like, yeah, no, we're just doing it as a team. Mm-hmm. Um, and that just kind of put the end. Or well, I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, it's not as many questions. Yeah. Um yeah. and it's just, yeah, I mean, I've and it, it has been obviously it's been hard because I still do a lot of it on my own. But it's mm-hmm. good to know that I have someone coming in even for a couple of hours, but I can go and train or even like mm-hmm. tonight. This, um, yeah. yeah. Um, so it's kind of good to have the flexibility. I don't know, like we're just we're both just winging it, but just making sure to put Kyla first. And mm-hmm. yeah, I think it's going well. I don't I have no tips. I don't know. Like, I don't know what well, we're doing. No, not, even, not even tips yeah. because like, I mean, it is it is quite a unique setup to be fair. And like, I think <laughs> the reason I was saying it's, it sounds like it might be easier I don't mean easier than easier on you necessarily or easier on on him necessarily but I just mean like when you're in a relationship with someone and then you have a baby it's like someone puts a bomb in the in the center of of what you've made um and what you've worked at over over years you know and and you didn't like that bomb didn't necessarily go off for you in a way do you know what I mean like obviously yeah yeah like different challenges at first we thought like I had all these intentions yeah like I had all these intentions of like moving like we're gonna move in together and all this and then it just kind of naturally did and I'm so glad I didn't like you know because I mean I'd say some people trying to force make it work and then then the bomb goes off basically and then you're 
you know, then you're driven apart. Whereas yeah. we, I suppose we just, yeah, we're just like, we more had to like get to know each other. Um, yeah, yeah. And yeah, it's, it's, I don't like, it does, it's a great situation. I, yeah. it, it's almost like, you know, I'm there, like I, I set up the calendar. I'm like, okay, I've got this trip I'm going on, this trip I'm going on, all, yeah. you know, for next year. And he's yeah. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, great. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, it's like yeah, I get yeah. to, you know, kind of have that little bit of freedom as well, as well as mm-hmm. having Kyla. So I, I don't yeah. know, I'm like, I feel like I've got the best of both worlds. Yeah, it kind of does. I'm kind of jealous because, <laughs> no, and, and like, I mean, like, you know, you also don't have um one of the things that I struggled most with. I've said this like a ton of times because I think it's kind of universal Um, when I became a, a mother and still now, like she's two and a half and I still kind of have like a hangover of this. I really found it difficult not to parent her because actually she was a good baby, you know, in, in quotation marks for anyone yeah. listening. <laughs> um, but I found it difficult becoming a mother in the sense that like changing the person that I had built up to be for 33 years. And then all of a sudden I was this new person who, whose life looked completely different and whose expectations of what I needed to do and for whom and when changed completely. And also my relationship changed completely with my husband because we had a, you know, we had settled very much into our little like routine and what we do and what we don't do and who does what and who does, you know, and then we had her and we were like, oh shit. And we ha- we completely had to change the way we we structured our relationship and the way we related to each other. And that in itself is a massive challenge. All the while you're trying to parent a newborn. So mm. for you to have circumvented that in a, in a sense, I actually think well, that's we had, cool. we'll see if We didn't have to change, but we had to figure it out. You know, like figure it out. Yes, time, yeah. like just different mm. expectations and like kind of yes. communicating with there's different expectations of what's expected of who and yeah um like it has did you have any did you have any no of course no but did you that's I was going to say did you have any bumps in the road where you had to be like um excuse me when you're with my daughter you'll be doing x y and z like was there anything that you really felt strongly about about parenting that you had to communicate to them or no I think we've kind of always agreed on everything like we talked a lot about like before we had the baby you know like all these different things and Mm-hmm. I think we were very much on the same page with a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. So far, so good. Anyway, <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know something, some sort of roadblock will come up. But I don't know. I think we, in terms of parenting, like we, we both said, like we won't really know. Like we didn't. We're like we don't know what kind of parents will be until we become yeah. them. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and she's still so young that we haven't, you know, had to that give out to her. Yeah. Or anything, you know, like yeah. I don't know what kind <laughs> of parents we're going to be. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think again, just gonna we're taking everything as we go. Mm. And do you think you'll be? um like the disciplinarian and then he'll be like the fun parent or do you think it'll be the other way around like what dynamic I do you think no, you're I, initially I thought that's the way I initially I thought that's the way it was gonna be because I always feel like I'm like I'm gonna be the one in charge I'm gonna be the fun dad but I think he'll be quite strict I don't know I don't know um mm. I don't know now I'm saying that I don't know what I'm basing that off but I think <laughs> okay. I just don't want I don't want I want to be the fun one as well that's the yeah. to try and make yeah. sure that I'm not like yeah. yeah it gets that gets very difficult I think because for like there's there's a, I think there's a difference in a mother's mental load versus a dad's mental load and therefore like oh god you, yeah. <laughs> you know yeah you know and you know like the ins and outs and ups and downs of your child and therefore I don't know what it is I, not that it makes you more strict but you are kind of in a position of slightly more control or something and therefore yeah and I don't even like that like you know yeah 
sorry to cut across it. And um, like I, I mean, like even this evening, I was like, if you can try and keep her away between six and eight, not that I'm telling you how to parent, but like I'm trying out this new, yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah. I'm like, not yeah. that I'm telling you what to do, but kind of work the schedule. If you could try and keep her away, but you know, she doesn't, no worries if not. <laughs> um, <laughs> Like sending it like in sending like in an email to your colleague. No worries if not, but could you do that today, please? Yeah. Like, don't get it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> like, but that's that's what I mean because I would be like that with with Dean as well. Like, you know, not now because her sleep is she's fine now. She just works away. But when she was certainly when she was younger, like there would be, you know, he'd come in from work with everything or whatever, and I'd have had her for the whole day, and I would know. Okay, well, she had a bit of a shorter nap there, and then her second nap was a little bit long. So maybe she, you know, and I'd have to be like, okay, so here's what you need to do for the nighttime to work. And because of that, because the mom does that, we do end up becoming the pet, like the kind of in charge parent or something. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah, when you're, yeah, well, if you're there most of the time, you're going to end up mm. the, the one setting the rules. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, like even I was like, yeah, if you could just keep her awake because. I'll be the one having to deal with her when she's awake at 3 a.m. So yeah. I'm like trying yes, to keep her up yeah. to you know. Like. Yeah, 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 yeah. And what about things like, um, you know, shared family occasions like Christmases and birthdays and things like that? Obviously, she hasn't had one yet. But like, <laughs> do, you, do you know what the situation is going to be in those? In Like, are you going to... No. Like we, you know, he, he's quite like, he's quite tight with my family. Like he came to Portugal with us for okay. a family wedding. Um, yeah and Christmas I don't know he'll probably come up here for Christmas morning I don't know if we haven't actually yeah. figured it out yeah um yeah. but yeah it's kind of like he's one of the he is one of the family now as you say he like is, it's yeah, Kyle's yeah, dad he so yeah um yeah. he's invited to everything and yeah. we haven't figured out about splitting anything yet but yeah all that, in time come. and do you know what it doesn't actually get easier even if you were in a relationship because uh, like we have to do one year Christmas in my parents' house, one year Christmas in his parents' house. And there's always like, oh, but I wish oh, I yeah. had my mom's roast potatoes or I wish I could, you know, from both sides, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. And and what about like... But this year will definitely be with Nia here. We're very excited. Yeah, that'll be so cute. That'll be so sweet. First Christmases are just so magical. And I actually think it only gets, if you can imagine it, it only gets better because then they start like yeah, understanding Yeah, especially because you almost know about Santa and everything. Yeah. yeah this it like Lydia now like she's like Santa and he brings presents and she can't get her head around it and she's just so buzzing and um, like we brought her to to see Santa this time last year and she would have been one and a half but uh she was terrified obviously and um didn't really understand like she kind of had a, a sense of okay I think I know who that is but she didn't know why and you know there was no context to it yeah. so it does Christmas does only get better like as they get older it's actually kind of adorable um and I'm a bit of a Grinch so for me to say that I think it's a it's a big deal um and what else so have you what has been your biggest challenge so far do you think in in from when you found out to to now what has been the thing that you've been like okay I really need to sit down and like have a think about this do a bit of journaling whatever it is work it through um has there uh, been anything that stood I think out? it's work basically um okay. I think you know, like I, the, I, luckily the business, like the furnace, I had built mm-hmm. it up in a way because I've always had that freedom and happiness thing. I had, you know, a lot of things outsourced and good coaches in. And mm-hmm. um, so even like having Corey do the bits that I was doing and just pay, you know, like it's obviously cost me more. And then yeah, I'm not 
earning as much because I'm not promoting it I just haven't had the time yeah. to like making videos yeah. and stuff you know like I'm just not promoting yeah, yeah, it of course yeah, uh, yeah my Instagram is now like can someone give me a tip about 12 week old presents um <laughs> so I that's kind of a challenge like or because I just found it easy before you know like I'd just be naturally talking about fitness or training and you know just yeah. swipe up here to mm-hmm. or click here swipe up that's so two years ago um, <laughs> and uh so I think I have to be a lot more structured with my day like you know especially the first couple of weeks like when Dara came in we just sit, sit on the couch and watch her sleep whereas now he's in the door and I'm out I'm like okay bye um mm-hmm. you know I've got work I want to train um I need to be like disciplined when he's there and not just be like okay hey, I'll start doing the washing and hang around yeah, yeah. And, um yeah. so I have to be yeah just more disciplined I think more organized yeah you know- like lo- I keep thinking I'd love to just have had a proper maternity leave where I just you yeah know, but then at the same time, I still have a lot of flexibility. Like I, yeah, I still yeah. can. It just means not earning as much. But yeah. I mean, these are the sacrifices you have to make. This is it. And I, I'm the same. Like I didn't, I went back to work when she was three weeks old. And like, then obviously it had to slow. It, it kind of, I got back into work and then it was going grand. And then I had to slow down again as she got yeah. older and more yeah. mobile. Um, and for, you know, for someone who's self-employed, that is, that can be a big kind of, balancing act or whatever um and when it comes to how you feel about yourself now that you're a mother because I know you're like you were so um like something you spoke about all the time was like your values and it really like it made me think about what my values are you know when I heard what yours were I was like okay well I'm actually gonna like drill down a bit and see what's really important to me and one of the things that was really important to me was security and that is something that I have always worked towards unbeknownst to myself almost so now that you're a mom how have your values shifted and where do you see yourself now and what would be like your your key three or whatever yeah like I think I'd say like family which sounds obvious I think everyone you know family is thing but like I'm just really appreciating family time like just being even just never mind the baby like just being around for you know seeing my granny seeing my nanny you know like these things that I didn't get when I was the other side of the world um and I definitely appreciate that but so like just making time for family and friends so I think that kind of I don't know what you'd call it as a value but yeah like connections um health is a big thing for me now where I don't it definitely wasn't in my 20s it was just like I want to be lean I don't care about my health um yeah so now, like even that, even in terms of how I train, how I eat, it's like long term health, mm-hmm. uh, and it, yeah, happiness is still a big thing. You know, uh, I probably should have security more on my list, but <laughs> yeah. still don't. They're still absolutely winging it. I still don't know yeah. what I'm doing. We're still no, renting. You know, We've been trying like, the security thing. Like maybe I don't know. Maybe it's all well and good for me to say it because I kind of feel like I have some, but at the same time, like when it comes to your daughter especially like she doesn't know that she like she doesn't know that you don't own the home that she lives in and all she knows is that her mom and dad like are obsessed with her and her grandparents are obsessed with her and like they love her and like she's not going to realize that for a lot of a lot of years so you've got time just take a handy keep winging it yeah. you're doing a great <laughs> job until like she realizes I've nothing I've nothing to leave her in the will <laughs> she doesn't need to know that for donkey's ears you're grand um Siobhan this was just such a lovely chat and I'm, I have to say I'm so delighted for you with Kyla and the life that you're living now as a mom like and it's just so refreshing to see and you, like you're you're in a way totally different because you're 
a parent but in the way in a way you're still completely the same person that has that I've oh, always followed <laughs> so um it is actually really lovely to see so thank you so much for taking the time to chat to me today thank you so much for having me on it was a lovely chat <laughs> Thank you so much for listening and to Water Wipes, the number one baby wipe brand in Ireland, for their support. Their wipes are made with just two ingredients, 99.9% water and a drop of fruit extract. And they are plant-based and plastic-free. If you enjoyed this conversation, subscribe, rate, or if you have time, we'd love a review. You can share this episode across social and get in touch with me or this week's guest. Our handles will be on the Everyone Instagram page.